Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And to go ahead and talk about uh, tonight's matchup, to talk about the latest in the NBA, and of course with the Cavaliers, who welcome on a man who knows something about playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is former Cavs point guard. He's now an analyst for the Memphis Grizzlies on Bally Sports Southeast. The great Brevin Knight now joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Brevin, welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me. How you doing? We're doing really well. I did want I I said this earlier in the show. Twelve year old Nick Wilson really thought Brevin Knight, Derek Anderson, and Z were going to be a a franchise uh, to to be to to not to be messed with. And I was so mad when you and Derek were traded that uh, it took me a year to get back on the Cavs bandwagon. So that's the kind of guy you're dealing with. I'm just letting you know. Uh, well, I, listen, the one thing that I, I have always appreciated about those in Cleveland is that that same sentiment has been said by a lot. And, and I can tell you that we all, whenever we talk about it, we always say, what could have been if not for that lock, the 98 lockout? Brevin, let's get to the Grizzlies here real quick. Uh, they're one and six in their last seven games. What what's going on with this team over the last seven games? Uh, you, listen, when you get to when you get to this point in the season, uh, there is there becomes a little bit of a lull, uh, and, and they hit they hit a little bit of a lull. You, you win eleven straight, seem like everything is going well. Then we go out on the West Coast trip, uh, and and defensively they didn't play well enough. Uh, to win games, and when you start talking about your offense and protecting your defense, that's that's opposite of what Grizzlies basketball is, and that's what they were trying to do. And so uh, they were able to come home and, and win one of two. Uh, but I, I think it's just these are these are what they call the dog days of the NBA season, and the teams that are able to still find a way to win games, uh, it, it usually bodes well for them at the end of the year. Yeah, Brevin, dog days of the season, but also coming up the deadline and, of course, the all-star break. Grizzlies are in a very good spot right now, but do you think they need to make a, a big splash at the deadline coming up? Uh, I don't know if that should be a big splash. I, I, I think they, it would be nice if they could add a little bit more shooting um, that, so that job for the, the lanes for John Morant, uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr. to have the space that he plays with, Desmond Bain and, and uh, and so for, for those reasons, then, then you always like to have some guys that can at least draw attention from the, from defenders that allow those driving lanes. But it, you know, it doesn't have to be blockbuster because this team, the other thing that makes this team good is their camaraderie and, and how long they've been together and, and the understanding of playing with one another. And so you don't, you don't want to abandon that too soon. Brevin, um, you mentioned a couple of the names here. That obviously the Grizzlies did a great job taking John Morant with the top three pick. Jaron Jackson, I think, was the fourth pick. But like Desmond Bain, if I remember correctly, was a thirtieth pick, and and Dylan yeah. Brooks was the forty fifth pick. So when it comes to the long term future of building around John Morant, the Cavs just made their big deal trading for Donovan Mitchell for this team to to break through and maybe be 
uh, a team that can win an NBA title, are they going to have to make their own Donovan Mitchell-type trade? Well, I think the Grizzlies see John Moran as their Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they already have their, their primetime player that can win games at the end of the game, uh, that can make others better, that can garnish respect around the league. I think they, they, their superstar is already in house. It's how do you fill out everyone else around him. And it's nice to have a young guy like Desmond Bain that is versatile enough that makes threes but also moves well and scores off, scores off the move off of screens very well. Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a, a matchup nightmare, you guys know that, with having Evan, Evan Mobley there with guys that can play out on the perimeter but also handle the ball, can play with their back to the basket against smaller guys. And so uh, now it's just, like I said, you're Dylan Brooks, a two-way player in terms of defensively will guard anybody on the offensive end, can give you some offense. And so the other thing is, is just now just finding that can, some more consistent perimeter shooting uh, that then rounds out this squad. But in, in terms of trying to, to find who their star is, then we already have that star player. Ja, uh, of course, a, a big star. I, I want to ask, though, because, you know, from a guy who doesn't watch him night in, night out, the big thing for him is, you know, the superstar dunks, his transition. But what makes him, to someone who maybe doesn't watch, like, you know, a run-of-the-mill Cavs fan or just me pretty much, but what makes Ja overall well-rounded, just a bona fide superstar? Uh, the, the, his, his basketball IQ is what sets him apart. The, the highlight plays, you can turn on TV and see highlight plays <clears throat> on a nightly basis from the NBA. But for him it is, he'd give you the highlight plays, but he also just makes solid basketball plays. And uh, it's evident his, his last you know, nine or ten games, he's averaging somewhere where 25 and 10 assists a game. And so uh, he is he has started to, to understand – how to make guys better. He is understanding when to make guys better, when that when does he go. Uh, and so whenever you start to say what's the comparison of, of his game, we, we always kind of say this, there's no real comparison because there hasn't been a guy that's been, that's sort of had a true point guard's mentality but can still score and play above the rim like he can. So I, I would say for those that don't watch him, that don't see him play on a nightly basis, and when you do get a chance to watch him, just watch the IQ plays that he makes on top of the highlight plays. Brevin Knight, former Cavs guard, long-time 12-year NBA player, now analyst for Memphis Grizzlies on uh, Bally Sports Southeast on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. One of the big things uh, in the NBA here, and it, it's been a conversation for a while, but it, it, it felt like January was a, a hit a fever pitch, was load management. Now, we're fortunate in Cleveland because we get to see Ja uh, play tonight, even though he played last night. But when it comes to load management, for a guy that, you know, played from the uh, mid-90s to, the to you know, what, late 2000 and, and, and almost 2010, how do you feel right. about load management and maybe potential solutions for the NBA? Uh, well, I, I think that it is something that, it has affected the game more than we would than we would like to talk about. Um, but it, it is something that, in, in fairness to to fans, it becomes a unfair situation. Um, and it, it, it is something that where where teams have uh, decided to to go the route of uh, these uh, science teams or people uh, who who say how much 
a guy should play or what that load should be. And then when you hit those numbers, then it's time to, to take to, to take that load management that get that day off. And so uh, it, it's today's basketball. It's unfortunate for fans. A guy like me is, is, if you ask my personal opinion, is I think we've done a lot of other things to ensure, to try to ensure that guys stay injury-free, that physically they're only getting better, they're not taxing their body, um, that I would think that you were doing all those things so that guys would then play the games. Uh, but for whatever reason, the mindset is, is, is somewhat different. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully they can find some type of balance so that, fans aren't missing people playing in their city, especially guys that only come one time to a city. Brevin, looking to the Cavs here, uh, they traded for for Donovan Mitchell. They, they, they obviously drafted Darius Garland. They drafted Evan Mobley here. What do you see when you look at this young Cavs team? Dangerous. Uh, and, and a very deep team also because uh, the, the thing that, that makes them good is even you talk about their – the main guys, but then as you go down, their support guys are, are just as good also. And, and the one thing that's made the Grizzlies good the last couple of years is their bench play has been good. And if you can combine uh, a successful bench with your starting unit that, that you would hope would be successful, then you have a promising year. And I think that's why the, the Cavs are where they are right now. And so uh, the size that they're able to play with is something that's an asset. It's, it's very similar to how we play. It's a, it's, it's a little bit looking in the mirror. Um, you guys backcourt in terms of Mitchell and Garland. Uh, we think we have a, a fantastic backcourt with Bain and, and Morant. You guys play, start with two bigs up front, and we start with two bigs up front, except, you know, with Stephen Adams being out at this point. Um, but comfortable with playing that way and, and uh, defensively, one to, slow, one to stop people. Now the pace of the game may be different. We want to play a little bit faster. Uh, but the mindset of the game is very is very similar. So uh, I see them be, as having a lot of success as the season goes along. Very happy for JB. We go way back. Uh, and so uh, I, I still root for the Cavs uh, as I have uh, since I've been since I was drafted here. You say you go back uh, well with the JB Bickerstaff, obviously in Memphis for a, a good amount of time there. What? Because obviously the similarities between the Cavs and the Grizzlies, like you just presented, they're there. What? Is that exactly what is JB Bickerstaff's calling card? Where he has had success in Memphis, then came to Cleveland, and obviously has talent that he's coaching, but it's led to success here as well. Well, sure. Really, JB and I go back to Charlotte Bobcats when oh, there he you was go. an assistant with Burton, um, and then I played against him when he was at Oregon State. I beat up on him when I was at Stanford. So <laughs> we 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 go we go way back. But I think quickly the similarity is accountability, a level of toughness mentally and physically, and team basketball concepts. Because the one thing that I think JB learned from Bernie, uh, learned about just being around this game, is that as long as you are up front with guys, you tell them exactly how it is, then you can coach them. And that's what I think he's been able to do with that. What you, what you guys see is that he's been able to coach them. Guys are accountable, and when you have the right mixture of players and you have the right coaching staff, then you can have success. And that's, that's what you guys have. Brevin, we're up against it here, but I do want to ask you, you grew up in New Jersey, Seton Hall Prep, but then went out west for your college ball. I feel like uh, that's probably the 90s is when guys felt that they didn't need to stay home to play at the college level. What would you advise maybe your son or just a local college athlete if they're 
you know, thinking about going away from from their home to play college ball when they are getting offers and maybe a little pressure to stay home? Number one, you make decisions for yourself. You don't make decisions for, for those that are around you or for anyone saying that they're putting pressure, you should stay somewhere. You you find what's the best fit for you. If staying home is the best fit, being close to everybody, that's fine. I, I wanted to spread my wings and see something different uh, and see an entirely different part of the country. Uh, and so it, it worked out for me. So I tell everybody, the situation dictates where you go, how you feel comfortable with that. But I always also say it's always fine to go and see how people live somewhere else because uh, you, you never know what you're missing out on, uh, but also it makes you love what your home is like also. So that's, going out west was great. I loved it, but it also made me love being from Jersey even more. Brevin, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate your time. Enjoy the game too, tonight, but maybe not too much, okay? <laughs> I'll enjoy it. Hopefully a lot. Hopefully we just get a one-point win. That's all. Right. We just need a one-point win. All right, buddy. <laughs> Take it easy. Brevin Knight there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.